0: It's Pat Boyle in for Salakata on the fan. I'm with you for the next three hours. Get aboard. 877-337-6666. You know the number. It hasn't changed. Let's go. We've got playoff football now ahead of us. By the way, you can also tweet me at PatBoyle44. You can always listen on the free Odyssey app. So, yeah, let's get it rocking and rolling. We'll get to the Jets in a little bit, but uh, uh, look, regular season's done. It's time for the playoffs. I can't believe the season flew by. In the words of the great Mike Francesa, week 18, can you believe it? Already. And now it's time for the wild card weekend. And we have playoff football here in New York for what feels like the first time in every ages seven years the first time that we are going to get a playoff game with either the Giants or the Jets the last time the Giants they got destroyed by the Packers the boat trip the infamous picture with Odell and what was it, Jason Derulo was in that freaking picture for some reason and the Giants got absolutely destroyed by Aaron Rodgers and the Packers Wild Card Weekend 2017. So, six years almost to the date. The Giants will go to Minnesota, and they will take on the Vikings for the second time in less than a month. Christmas Eve, the 61-yard field goal as time expires from Greg Joseph. The Giants now have a chance for revenge. And I am here to tell you, I'm not going to be, I said it last week when I hosted, when I filled in for Sal. I'm not the first one that that said it. I'm not going to be the last one that says it. But I'm going to say it because I believe it. And I think that this Vikings team has been, I don't want to say frauds. That's the word that everybody attaches to them is frauds. Oh, this Vikings team's fraudulent. They're undefeated when they are betting favorites this year. They're, what, 12-0 in one-score games, 11-0 one-score games this year. So they're obviously a very good team. But when you see them lose, they usually get blown out. Giants played them all the way down to the final second. The last time they played them, should have won the game. And again, I am here to tell you that on Sunday, when the clock hits 7.30, the Giants will beat the Vikings, and they will be going to the divisional round to most likely, once again, play the Philadelphia Eagles. Giants are going to beat the Vikings on Sunday, and it's going to extend, it's going to continue this miraculous year, this incredible year, year one, under Joe Shane and Brian Dayball. It's going to continue this this magical run that nobody saw coming. That even though I believe the Giants' preseason win total was, what was it, six and a half, maybe even seven flat, it's because they had, what, the second or third weakest schedule in the NFL. But even then, it felt like seven was out of the reach of possibilities. That in years past, Daniel Jones had been mediocre at best, even though he had no talent around him. That Saquon Barkley, you didn't know if you could count on him to be healthy. The offensive line has been a revolving door. It has been like when you go down into the subway station or the path station. And you put your easy uh, your metro card in. And you just turn the turnstile. That's what the Giants offensive line has been. And then on top of that, all the players they had to cut going into this year. Simply because Dave Gettleman put them in cap hell. For the Giants now to be here, clinch a a playoff spot last week. Have the luxury of being able to sit starters, which again, I don't think that was a good idea. We'll talk about that. But the luxury of being able to sit your starters with a playoff spot already booked with a week left to go in the season. I mean, give yourself a round of applause if you're a Giants fan for this organization. They screwed up royally. The Mara's screwed up royally. And I'll never forget the video of fans chanting, or not even chanting, just yelling at the Mara's, it's time to hire football people. No more hiring the family members for key critical spots in this organization. And the Giants and John Mara and Dave Gettleman, They screwed it up with Shermer. They screwed it up with Joe Judge. They screwed it up with almost every contract they gave out in free agency. Well, they finally got it right. They deserve a ton of credit. Hiring Joe Shane, hiring Brian Dayball has been the best thing to happen to this organization in almost a decade since they won the Super Bowl. It's the best thing to happen to the franchise since the the Super Bowl that they last won 10, 10, 11 years ago. And I think it's going to continue. I think this incredible year continues in Minneapolis on Sunday. It's never too early to break down and preview a playoff game. So why don't we start with that right out of the gate? 877 337 And, you know, I can just say with my chest, oh, the Giants are going to win. Here's why I think they're going to win. Okay? Reason number one is that you've gotten continued, improved quarterback play from the guy who's not going to be your franchise quarterback. And we will, get, we will talk more about Daniel Jones and a potential. what a potential contract would look like him for this offseason. If so, the Giants decide to keep him, which at this point, you'd have to be out of your damn mind. Everything I just said about Joe Shane, I would go right back against it if they don't re-sign Daniel Jones in the offseason. Unless Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers walks into one Giants drive or whatever the hell the address is called at their practice facility, and says, one-year contract, I'll play for you, cheap, here you go. The only reason why Daniel Jones should not be in a Giants uniform again next year. So we'll talk about him, but he's, he's reason number one. It starts and ends with Daniel Jones, as to why I think the Giants can beat the Vikings on Sunday. The continue and improve quarterback play that you have seen from Danny all year long. All year long. And again, part of the reason I wanted to see him play yesterday was because I think he continued to need to get a little bit more momentum. See that Eagles defense again. And continue the incredible quarterback play that he has displayed for, you know, basically, like I said, the entire season. But really, for the last six weeks. The last, the last six weeks, Daniel, Daniel Jones, first of all, has been the least turned-over quarterback all season. Starting with week 12 on against Dallas in that Thanksgiving game, Daniel Jones has thrown one pick, and he's lost one fumble. He's turned it over twice in the last six games. He had an incredible performance against Minnesota in the loss, made one bad throw. It was a bad throw. That was the only bad throw he made all game. Underthrowing. Off the top, I had to forget if it was Hodgins or if it was Slayton. but it got picked off by Patrick Peterson. Threw for 334 yards. Gave the Giants multiple chances to win that game. And follows that up. Yeah, a Colts defense, a Colts team that was dead, that rolled over. And that was a flawless performance last Sunday from Daniel Jones. And he didn't put the team on his back to win the game against Washington in that Sunday night game. But he made almost zero mistakes. Didn't turn it over. Managed the game perfectly. Defense carried them. And if you would have said two years ago, three years ago about Daniel Jones, well, you know what? I I wouldn't be mad if he could just, if he's a game manager and could just manage us to wins, that would be fine. It was the turnovers that was killing you. Well, that was the type of performance a couple weeks ago against Washington that you needed to see, even when he's not putting up the big numbers. Even against a good Washington defense, which, by the way, made Dak Prescott look like an XFL player yesterday. Managed the game against Washington and won it. So, obviously, the the improved play of Daniel Jones all season long is where it starts and ends as to why I think they can beat the Vikings. Because when you hit the playoffs... More so than the regular season, it's usually the best quarterbacks that win the games. And it's usually the best quarterbacks that are playing in the Super Bowl. You look back at all the Super Bowl winning quarterbacks. You know, you have your Trent Dilfers once in a, in a, you know, generation. But usually, it's the best quarterbacks that win you the game. Now, am I saying Daniel Jones is, a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins? Not necessarily. I think he's right in that same tier. I think he's right in that same conversation. I think if Daniel Jones was thrown to Justin Jefferson all year long, along with having Dalvin Cook in the backfield and a good offensive line and Adam Thielen, I think Daniel Jones would have even put up more incredible numbers. Probably would have thrown for over way over 4,000 yards. But Daniel Jones being in the playoffs where you look across the board. There's not many weak links. Usually you'll get a team... Like if Tennessee would have won that game on Saturday, you would have been saying you either have Josh Dobbs... You, no, that would have been it. You would have had Josh Dobbs starting a playoff game. And I'm still not sold on Trevor Lawrence, so I think he's the weakest link in terms of the quarterbacks and the playoffs. And actually... Miami's in the playoffs. It's probably going to be Teddy Bridgewater. So he would probably be the weakest link for me in terms of the, the NFL playoff team quarterbacks. But you're not you're not worried. The Giants aren't in that conversation. They're not in the conversation with Trevor Lawrence and Teddy Bridgewater and you're, the stress of having to worry about, oh, geez, biggest stage, biggest game of these guys' lives. I hope they don't mess up. You don't have to worry about that with Daniel Jones. And again, just like this season in general, I never thought we'd get to a spot where I'd actually be saying that. That you don't have to worry about Daniel Jones' play in a playoff game. Because you know that with with his life on the line, his career on the line, needing to play well this year to get a contract, to sign on with another team, to not wash out of the league, he delivered week after week after week with no talent around him. And in the last couple of games of the year, needing to beat Washington... To get to the playoffs, the closest thing to a playoff game that Daniel Jones was involved in, did it. Needing to clinch, needing to win to make the playoffs, Daniel Jones has one of the games of his life. That's reason number one. Reason number two is because I said I didn't want to call the Vikings frauds, and I'm sure you'll hear that all week. Oh, they're frauds. The Vikings are frauds. They're fraudulent. Hard to be fraudulent when you're a football team that has won 13 games this year. Hard to be fraudulent when they haven't lost a game all year that they were favorited to win, which they are on Sunday, three-point favorites right now. But we know the issues. If you have followed the NFL this year, you know that the Vikings' defense is a sieve. You know that they can be beat, that you can get chunk yardage on almost every single play against them. And when it comes up to giving up total yardage, the Minnesota Vikings are 31-31 out of 32 in the NFL with only the Lions being a worse defense. And that a Vikings team who is point their point differential is barely in the positive, is barely green. They've barely scored more points this year than they've given up. And actually, after today, it's negative. The Vikings are 13 and 4. They've given up three more points than they've scored this year. You want to call that fraudulent? Fine. I'm not calling them frauds. They've won 13 games. Maybe the fact that they don't have, that their defense is horrendous and they've still won 13 games, that they're, what, undefeated in one-score games? I mean, that's a level that you're going to have to deal with. You saw it three weeks ago when you played them. But the defense is terrible. Daniel Jones should be able to pick apart this defense like he did a couple of weeks ago. Saquon Barkley should be able to run against this defense. A Vikings defense that is also in the bottom 12 of the league, giving up over 120 rushing yards per game. That's the second reason. And the third reason is, as good, as Kevin, uh, good of a job Kevin O'Connell has done with this team, he's in consideration for coach of the year. The Giants have the better coach. You got two first-year head coaches coaching in their first playoff game. Brian Dable did it as an OC, but he has co- he has coordinated, he has run an offense with the Bills in some of the biggest games you could think of. So yeah, he hasn't have the experience of coaching the huge games, but he's been there for him, and I think he's a better coach either way, doing way more with way less this year. Those are your three reasons. The improved quarterback play from Daniel Jones, he's not going to cost you this game. The Vikings' defense being as terrible as it is, that's the weakest link in this game on Sunday between the Giants' offense and defense and the Vikings' offense and defense. Vikings' offense might be the strongest unit, but their defense is the weakest. And then number three, I trust that Brian Dayball will know what to do in the critical moments Knowing if to punt or go for it, and just everything else that goes into preparing for a huge game like this. So, again, we will get to the Jets. We'll do a little run around the league because obviously everybody's locked in. You're, you're getting ready for the playoffs. We've got the playoffs to talk about. We will do all that. But, Giants fans, you're up first 877 337 66 66. Do you think, not only do you think, Because obviously as a fan, watching the way they played Minnesota on Christmas Eve, sure, you think they could win. I want to hear the utmost confidence. And if you don't think they're going to win, if you're a suffering fan, if you're a pessimistic fan, if you knew that after the boat trip happened in 2016 or, you know, To start the year in 2017, if you knew the Giants were going to get slaughtered by the Packers, that's fine. We could take some pessimism. Makes the show a little sweeter. But I want to hear your thoughts on the game coming up on Sunday. Giants back in the playoffs for the first time in six seasons in Minneapolis Sunday. And they get primetime billing. They get primetime billing. They get the 430 slot on Sunday. That is the primetime playoff game of the week. That's the number one spot. I was, I was certain that it was going to be Cowboys-Bucks Sunday 4.30. I was certain. I'm pretty sure they got that same exact slot last year, if I'm not mistaken, when they lost to the Niners. Giants-Vikings Sunday 4.00. I believe the exact time is 4.40. 4.40. Let's go. Get excited about it. I don't care if it's Monday. I don't care if it's six days away. I want to talk about it. You're going to talk about it all week. Let's go. 877-337-6666. So we will take your calls on Giants-Vikings on Sunday. Plus, you want to talk about the game yesterday. I didn't make much of a mention about it other than the whole sitting and resting the starters. It was meaningless. The The Eagles get the number one seed. You know, if you wanted to try to risk your starters to play against them, We'll definitely talk about that because I think Brian Dable is the coach of the year, but I had a problem with him resting those starters. So we'll talk about that. But obviously, we're going to preview Giants, Vikings all week long. So let's go. You can also tweet at me, like I said, at Pat Boyle 44. I got you till 5 a.m. It's Pat Boyle here in Fresal, Licata. Your call's next on the fan.